0: everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ron s, Mako-chan,
1: and Ari Rockefeller.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 558. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Maes.
1: I'm Ari Rockefeller.
2: And I am Mako Chan.
1: And how is everybody doing tonight? Meh. Uh...
0: Yeah, I can kind of feel that. I I blame it on the weather. Especially how somehow when I got out of work, my umbrella broke. Oops. Ouch. Yeah, I mean it was laying on the tape, it was laying on the box. And I go outside and I open it up. It's fine. I go to Wingstop to pick up my dinner, and I couldn't close the son of a bitch. It was like, the clip is like stuck inside, like, the, the the button is like stuck, and it won't open, so, I'm probably going to have to fiddle around with it with a flathead screwdriver, and see how that's going to turn out. That'll be fun. So. And again, I only paid seven bucks for it. Honestly, I'd be more pissed if I paid like 20 bucks for it, like the last one. That broke. Or did I lose it? I don't know. Anywho, let's get the show on the road, shall we? Uh-huh. We are live tonight, week of September 6, 2022, right here on Twitch TV. We're here live Tuesdays from 9 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I think we're still in daylight for another month, so guess y'all should enjoy whatever's left of the evening light as the best that you possibly can. And you'll always find us here at Twitch TV at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. And we're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network. And you can find out more information about them and other shows at VogNetwork.com. And they're also on Twitch. You can find them at Twitch TV slash VogNetwork. They kick things off on Sunday starting at 8 p.m. with the Bobby Blackwolf Show, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. And come through and hang out on our Discord. Vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network has their own channel, so come through and hang out. And if you notice, this week uh, there was no show from the Bobby Blackwolf show or Orange Jones Radio, because they're all down at DragonCon. Lucky them. Well, given the fact that I have very little tolerance of large crowds now, and seeing how it looked this year... I don't think I'll be going.
2: I would like to at least go one year just to people watch.
0: That might be the only way I'll go.
2: I mean, the good thing is um, they're very serious about their tracks. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So if you're looking for something very specific, um, it should actually all be in the same area. So you don't have to really leave that area um, if you're looking to just maintain that one specific um, fandom for a while.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, I, 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 I totally get it. It's just that the, the sheer number of people. I'm just like, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm just not feeling that. Mm-hmm. So, but we'll see. I mean, like last year, you know, the way it looked, I was in like if last year was like the next few years coming across. Oh, I definitely would go. I mean, hell, I um, I booked the room for Ot- for Oticon so because everybody said it was so spread out and not as crowded, and I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. So you know, we'll see how that
1: goes. And I
0: assume you're t- coming along with me, Ari.
1: Well, if the good thing is, if it's bad, like if the experience is bad as a general, well, it's not going back to Baltimore, is it?
0: No, I don't. I honestly don't see it going back to Baltimore anytime soon, because he, here's the thing. You got people there who have stopped going to because it's in D.C. And I bet you if and when it goes back to Baltimore, you're going to have people who are who are refusing to go to Otakon because it's in Baltimore. Because you have people who are saying Baltimore is dangerous, you got people that are saying so that. is DC. Yeah, Atlantic City is dangerous. Hartford is dangerous.
1: Really, Connecticut?
0: Yeah, a uh, Connecticut. Oh right. I mean, there's danger where you go as long as you're smart and you use your noggin. You should be fine for the most part. I mean like if you're worried that much, make sure you're at a hotel that's not even 2 blocks away, you know?
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I was going to say if it goes back to Baltimore and it ends up sucking, we can just get a whole lot of mileage out of the Big Bill Hells uh, you know, c- car commercial. Fair enough. Mm. Fuck you, Baltimore. Mm. <laughs>
0: Anywho, let's let's get the show on the road. So, Ari, how was your week? How was your day?
1: Uh, My weekend day was pretty lame. I mean, most of it's been revolving around therapy, which is going a lot better. And thankfully, well, not thank, I did do a little bit better because while I was walking around, I didn't actually have my cane. I just yeah. decided to go with it. And you know, therapy ended up being pretty good.
0: Well, it's good to hear. Glad to hear that. About
1: the about the only thing that's going to be problems is uh, walking down mm-hmm. stairs. But I'm sure. Well, I got this week of therapy Wednesday and Friday, and mm-hmm. then uh, you know, next week, and hopefully I can get cleared to go back to work. And thankfully, it'll be after we our weekend at uh, the barbecue. So
0: sounds like a plan.
1: I also got back into Pokemon Go, which is not too bad because the library I live across from always has tons of activity almost every day. No, that's good. But yeah, I'm way behind in everything. I'm only at level I only just got over level twenty.
2: There's no problem with that.
0: Everyone go at their own if rate. You're, if
2: you're very active in it, it won't take very long to get to level 40. If you're very casual like I am, um it's that's when it's going to take a while. But yeah,
1: I'm, I'm ca- definitely as casual as you are with it. At the it.
2: same time though, it's, you know, it's something to do that kills time.
1: And
0: all the walking you'll be doing. That's also good too.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, I know that uh, we'll be doing that at Q for a bit.
1: That's why I brought it up in our chat for that, because I'm like, wait, you guys, uh, look what I'm getting back into. <laughs>
2: yeah, we'll have to, because uh, there are a bunch of gyms on the boardwalk, and then we'll have to uh, get you some of the old Pokemon so that you have them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sounds like a plan. Way to go how was your week how was your day and welcome back
2: yeah um i was uh very sick i i had a cold but um the joy of not being sick for three years uh i my body basically went ah, ha, 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 we're gonna kick your ass now so even <laughs> though i had a cold i basically had like all of the You could possibly have this symptom. So on top of the cough and on top of sneezing, um, I had a fever for four days straight. Wow. Yeah. um, It started out at about, it was 102.5. And it did slowly go down from there. So it's not like it, you know, was crazy high for most of it. But I had a fever for four days straight. Um, So I did stay home. And worked from home this past week. Um, And then I dog sat. And the joyous thing that I was not informed of until after I uh, was already dog sitting. Is that um, my mother and her girlfriend teased the dog Mm
1: -hmm.
2: by sneezing at her. What? Every time I sneezed, she thought it was playtime. And she would come up to me and jump on me and want to figure out where the noise came from. So, yeah, every time I sneezed when I was dog sitting, she came and uh, wanted to play with me. Had to make sure that I was okay. Because, you know, they tease her by sneezing. And I got to, you know, deal with that.
1: (laughs) That doesn't sound fun.
2: Um, it, it... wasn't as... I, I mean, it wasn't horrible, but at the same time, it was just like, what the fuck?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it still sounds kind of fucked up. Like, Like, I'm like, wait, they're not going to make that dog sick, are they?
2: No, no, the dog's not sick or anything. It's just, you know, some people will... Play with the dog by, you know, barking back and things like that. And they just choose to sneeze at her. Mm. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't horrible and the rest of the weekend was fun as hell. So that's all that matters.
0: Yep. Yep. So my weekend day was more or less the same, except that unlike most other people, I had a four-day weekend. And I decided not to set my alarm except for Sunday, and yet I still woke up early. But that's all good in the ending, that's fine. One of the things I also did over the week over the week was upgrade Daitenshi. And for those of you who don't know, Daitenshi is my desktop computer this is the system that i do all the work on i just basically upgraded the processor so now i went from an 8 core to a 12 core and it's a lot more stable so i went from second gen to fifth generation i'm running amd so i'm quite happy about that so this is good and this is great so usually i would have to like do a reason a reboot before I go live, just to make sure everything is good and golden. Did not have to. Everything is running fine. There's no lag or anything. I mean, there is no lag in general, but there's no lag of me flipping between applications and so forth. So I'm quite happy about that. Um, I still plan on upgrading. Let me adjust this. I still plan on up upgrading to seven thousand series. Now probably happen. Probably January of 2023, and then the old equipment will be donated to a couple of close friends who can, de- who, been definitely going to give more life into it. So that's all that really matters, and I'm quite cool with that. Um, also, well, this will probably come up during um geek roundtable, but me and Michael, we went to go see Clerks Three. Um, it was part of the Kevin Smith The Convenience Tour, and let me say this. If you enjoy the first two films, you're really going to enjoy the third. For me there was a couple of twists there I was not expecting, but regardless of how I felt about it, it still played out pretty pretty well for what it was. So I wasn't too terribly upset. So, I would I rewatch it? Yeah, I would. You know. So, yeah. So that was All of our weeks and days. So now we're gonna get into the good stuff here. Um, Housekeeping. Let me update the uh, thing here. Perfect. Don't forget, every uh, older episodes of Anime Jam Session are available on our YouTube page. You can find it at youtube.com/slash Anime Jam Session. Click on playlists, and you'll see podcast pods. Episodes are there, so definitely check them out. This is perfect. You know, if if you don't have a, a subscription to our page if you don't, you can only see like a few weeks of older episodes before they're gone, but, you know. But definitely if you head over to YouTube you'll see a lot more episodes, and you'll see some good gems in there, so definitely check those out. Don't forget, we have a list of upcoming conventions. This list of conventions may change, but I don't think it will, but they would normally change based on COVID numbers, availability of staffers, and so forth. Um... We have RetroCon, September 24th to the 25th in Oaks, Pennsylvania. Another AnimeCon, October 16th to the 18th in Westford, Massachusetts. DerpyCon, October 28th to the 30th in East Brunswick, New Jersey. And Anime NYC November 18th to the 20th, Jacob K. Javits Center, New York City. Now, the thing is, I haven't decided for RetroCon if I'm going to bring... My cam, my, my camera, and start taking pictures, or am I just gonna walk around and just enjoy myself? Because I'm actually going j- just to get a photo, just to get an autograph with a fr- with a friend, and that's it. We're just gonna day trip out there, and that's it. So I haven't decided. I might just still bring the camera because I know I'm, it's probably gonna be a few photos I'm gonna grab, but I probably am not bringing the camcorder because I'm not trying to record a lot of stuff. So. We'll see how it goes. And I forgot to activate the sponsorship for that. Oh, well, save it for another time. All right. Now that we got that out the way, I'll tell you more about uh, Geek Roundtable. Bring that up. There we go. Geek Roundtable is more of the geekier aspects of our week. Uh, we talk more about the geekier things and of it, and we kind of show off some cool stuff. So for Geek Roundtable, what you got there, Ari?
1: Uh, well, it's not another. Again, it's a uh, experience and not another actual thing. But I did, like, while I was you know, trundling around on YouTube and looking for things, I did come across this one person who was talking about their their time as a gym leader in Pokemon. Yeah. By that I mean, there's an actual Pokemon ROM hack where you you actually play as a gym leader. Mm. Like you you pr- you pretty much get you know, a blank canvas for your town. You can pick whatever your, uh, type affiliation is. And he was having a lot of fun with it, but, uh... There's also a side... A, uh... You know, there's an enemy team you have to worry about. You know, mm-hmm. causing havoc. I want to get into it. Like, it looks like a lot of fun. I definitely want to get into it, but... I'm gonna to have to, uh... You know, get back into streaming. Also... I got all the uh, f- Adobe stuff finally installed and working properly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Although the Photoshop um, shortcut is kind of going into business for itself.
0: Eh, don't worry about. it. Did you uninstall the old Adobe stuff?
1: Yeah. Yeah, all then you should it. be
0: fine. If anything, do a reboot and run Wise Cleaner. You should be good. And if that don't no, work, I just don't... create a new shortcut.
1: I also made a. I also made a little uh, background for people who were saying, hey, you're going to watch the uh, Saban Moon stuff with us, right? And I have my, rela- my reaction to it all lined up.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Sounds like you're but, uh... already prepped and ready to go.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't like the sound of that laugh.
1: That's probably for the better.
0: Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, all right, Mako-chan, what do you have this week for a geek roundtable? That creepy kind of looking.
2: Thing. <laughs> yeah, so um, while I was dog sitting, my mother said, oh, by the way, there is a box on the night table that's yours. So when I opened it, it was a cuposket of Kevin Smith. That's signed. hmm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was, uh, kind of fitting because, uh, this weekend we did go to see the convenience tour and we got to see Clerks 3 early before it actually, um, fully releases in theaters. So, uh, that was kind of cool. Um, and then we also, uh, right after that, there was the little Q and A. Um, so he did go into, you know, explaining all of, um, uh, you know, the Clerks, storyline and all of that and all that good stuff. So it was, it was a really good weekend. So it was a very Kevin Smith weekend. Mm.
0: So, yeah, I too, as I said earlier, went to clerks three convenience tour. And one thing about these events, I try to buy something that's commemorative, you know, Lately, I try not to buy T-shirts because I'm legitimately running out of room, and it's really hard for me to part ways with certain shirts because they're that old. And I'm just like, if I get rid of this shirt, no. You'll never
1: get it again.
0: Exactly. And yet, um, Chocola sent me a, lit up, a screenshot off the Anime Next forum. I mean, f- Facebook group. Somebody went into Goodwill and found a, a crap ton of Anime Next 2017 shirts.
2: Oh.
0: And they were going for two bucks a pop. It, it kind of reminds me of how, you know, when two teams are like in the Super Bowl or the World Series and one team wins and the other and the other teams like, Well, what do we do with the box of shirts?
1: Oh, that kind of thing. <laughs>
0: but you know, but the thing is, they will still sell older shirts, but here's the thing. If you're still selling older shirts, why is a stack of Anime Next 2017 shirts at a local Goodwill? I don't know. Maybe they just got rid of them and just did a tax write-off? I have no clue. But I did get a shirt. A Clerks 3 commemorative shirt. On the front, says, Suck me off and make me gum Chuli's Gumsucker.
1: I forgot that was just... That was more than just a one-off thing.
0: And on the back, it says... Clerks 3, I assure you... I was there for the convenience tour... Fall 2022. Nice. And as Sia Dabiri says in our chat here... At TV slash Anime Jam Session... Those shirts get donated to Africa usually. The losing team ones, that is. Yeah... Makes you wonder about these African nations if they're really tired of all of the of all the loot of all those championship Boston shirts they could not they, they could not sell, you know?
2: <laughs> for all we
1: for all we know, they may have turned they may have sent the uh Patriots Super Bowl fifty two champion shirts back.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I still wish I got my hands on the uh the the Giant Super Bowl shirt twelve and one. <laughs> and one, yeah. That was the year the Patriots had a perfect eighteen season. and one. You're thinking eighteen, of. One, yeah,
1: the perfect eighteen se- wins, one giant mistake, like one giant loss.
0: Yeah, I, okay, I thought it said twelve and one. Mm. No, but it just said eighteen and one, and Giants logo. I was like, oh, that is too good. Mm. But you know, enough about that. Let's get into tonight's story, shall we?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Sure. And one of my favorite animes, Lucky Star, is making a comeback in manga form. It's like this. You have Manga Dayo, and then you have Lucky Star. Basically, it's kind of one and the same. It's just a different group of girls. And it's, and it's just this kind of random. But oddly enough, I know people who love Manga Dayo and couldn't get into Lucky Star and vice versa. But um, let's, let's hear about this. So, after an eight-year hiatus, the manga is coming back. Uh, the manga Kagami Yoshimitsu. Uh, went, the manga went on hiatus back in 24 due to a new project that Yoshimitsu had planned. Cancull's official Twitter account for the original doujin circle creators, C2Kikan, was the first to break the news. In the tweet c 2 keycon reveals that the Lucky saw creator is a big supporter of the Can Call franchise. That's the other that's the, Can Calls those who don't know. It's short for Kantai Collection. It's basically a manga and anime about girls who look who are basically like battleships and so forth. And if you're not sure what I'm talking about, think of it as a smaller version of Azure Lane. So yeah, mm. excuse. Wow, they actually revamped the site. Nice. So, initially serialized in the Katakawa's Comptique magazine in 2003, the company will transfer it to their new magazine, Mitania, for its November 10th issue. It will be the first new chapter of Lucky Star since May of 2014. Mitania is an experimental magazine that features news and manga heavily focusing on the Kanko franchise. Lucky Star is a four-page panel comic strip manga that tells the story of four Japanese schoolgirls Konada Izumi, Kagami Hiragi, Tsukasa Hiragi, and Miyuki Takada. It's a slice-of-life comic that has no ongoing plot. Think of it as Seinfeld, the manga. Bandai Entertainment released part of the original manga, the television series, and OVA in North America. Funimation currently holds the rights of the streaming anime, and if you're lucky like me, you have the DVD sitting on your shelf in the back there. The, ser- the series was so popular that it earned a spin-off manga called Lucky Star Pocket Travelers. Serialized in Comp Ace, the spin-off series followed the same four girls from the original story. But this time, they discovered they've shrunk into doll size. In addition to Lucky Star Pocket Travelers, another spin-off was based on the Lucky Star Moe Drill video games. The new spin-off was known as Miyakawa Kei no Kufuku, which stands for The Miyakawa Family's Hunger... And saw a serialization in the January 2008 issue of Katakawa's Comp H magazine. Following the success of the two spin-offs, a parody manga by artist Areto saw a serialization in Comp magazine. In 2014, another spin-off was announced based on Miyakawa Kei no Kifuku, Kufuku, titled Miyakawa Kei Ga Mampuku. Manga artist Subomi Hanabana and cuisine supervisor Itsuko Ichise worked on the series. In addition to the manga, Lucky Star had an anime TV series done by Kyoto Animation. It aired from April 8, 2007 to September 16, 2007. The late Yasuhiro Takamoto directed the series after replacing dismissed director Yutaka Yamamoto. Before joining the Lucky Star crew, he worked on the 2009's Zimbabwe Kali of Haruhi Suzumiya. Lucky Star's latest chapter will appear in the third issue of Mitania on November 10th. Cool.
1: Now, how long before we see the surge of Lucky Star cosplayers hit the conventions?
0: Uh, not long. Well, it depends. I mean, if the, if the manga ends up being translated in the U.S., most likely, you know, I still want to see a Love Live group in their cheer outfits due to, op- due to full opening to Lucky Star. I, that's all I want to see, because I think that would be pretty <laughs> awesome. Next up, Ari, what's going on with Hunter x Hunter?
1: Well, let's see. Uh, Author, creator, and illustrator Yoshihiro Togashi announced on Monday, August 29th, that he intends to hire more staff to help with the production of the series. The decision came after reports that Togashi's health was not improving since he resumed his work on the manga. Some reports went as far to say that his health has worsened in recent weeks, evident from the slow pace of work that Togashi has updated fans on via Twitter. Now it seems that the Hunter Hunter manga cause pain is debilitating and about to force the hiring of additional editorial staff. Following along, the article fully breaks down latest reports concerning his health. Uh, let's. <clears throat> uh, where was it? Where was it? I lost my place. Okay. Mm hmm. Uh, Hunter 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 manga is one of the media's most celebrated series, loved by both critics and fans alike. The announcement of the series' return several months ago was an incredibly welcoming, exciting, and promising development. But his health and his lo- issues in his lower back area have not seen any signs of improvement in week- recent weeks, with some reports claiming they got worse since resuming production ahead of his upcoming exhibition in October. The Gashi sent out a tweet, intending he- announcing his intent to hire more staff. And he answer reads as follows. You're probably thinking, go draw the next chapter already. I, w- I was unable to sit in a chair for two years, which made me unable to draw. But by throwing conventional methods to the wayside, I've been able to resume drawing somehow. <clears throat> Everyone, I sincerely ask you to take care of your backs and your hips. Just two weeks before writing this message, I couldn't get in a position to wipe my ass. And I had to take a shower every time I pooped.
0: Wow. It, t- it
1: takes... Three to five times longer for me to do everyday movements. Your hips are important. I'm like, Damn, you know you fucked up when you're using your shower as a bidet.
0: That's a lot of pain. Mm-hmm.
1: And he also specified that the background effects for 399 were done. with well, chapter 399. With the next issue set to produ- begin production once again she submits the specifications it his team. Now that the staff are not being done through open... Staff additions are not being done through open recruitment, likely likely meant to deter fans from reaching out with applications. So, yeah, it, it sucks to hear him talk about how bad his, his health is getting, especially with his back. But, you know, you got to prioritize that shit, so... Surprised he hasn't
0: had surgery for it or something.
1: Well he, he said he he had a discarded conventional means, so he mm. probably wrote off getting surgery a while ago.
2: What would you say, Mako? He may have had surgery. Oh, okay. I mean if he did,
1: we didn't hear about it.
2: Well, I mean, look at Ozzy. Ozzy has had multiple surgeries since his accident. Um and he's still not better. Mm. Unfortunately the Osbourne, right? Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, the back and the spine, depending on, you know, the actual issue at hand, surgery may not relieve the swelling on the spinal cord itself. And if the spinal cord swells too much and then does heal, um, the nerves in the spinal cord could still be damaged and could be permanently damaged. So depending on the severity of what is actually going on, there's a very good chance that he could be, you know, partially paralyzed or just have issues with pain and tingling and weakness for the rest of his life.
1: Mm. I also heard Ozzy said that he didn't want to die in America, so he moved back to the UK.
2: Yeah, Ozzy's not doing well at all, Um, even after the latest surgery that he had. And unfortunately, it's the same thing. Ozzy's been dealing with his back issues since his accident, Almost, what, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, something like that. That's when he uh, had the accident in uh, in the golf cart.
0: I remember that.
2: Yeah, he completely screwed up his back doing whatever he did. And then even though he's had surgeries and he's had, you know, the pain management, which is needles and epidurals and everything into the back. There's only so much you can do. Once the spinal cord is fucked up, the spinal cord is fucked up.
1: Yeah, that that that, that shit doesn't uh doesn't heal well. Anything nerve related does not mm. heal Yeah. at the same rate as anything else.
2: Yeah, so unfortunately when I hear about, you know, things like this that you know, they they can't sit up or they have to, you know, go to the bathroom in the tub. It's, you know, it's something that I see on some of the, you know, in some of the people that I, you know, look at at work. It's just it's devastating to see that, you know, we have uh, the ability to completely redo um, and completely replace knee joints and hip joints and things like that. But anything having to do with the actual back and spine you know, there's only so much they can do before you're like, all, all right, we're just going to have to make you comfortable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally get it. Well, hopefully, uh, let's just try to think positive.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the
0: best we can do. I'm thinking of, And speaking of thinking positive... How uh, a positively new musical.
2: Yeah, this was a weird one to find. Um, It looks like Attack on Titan is getting a musical adaptation.
1: I'm sorry, Uh, what? Yeah. (laughs) Um,
2: So this is one of those ones that is going to be very weird with how they do it. um, Just because you do have a lot of very physical... Um, differences between the characters and the Titans and things like that. So to see how they're going to do it is going to be interesting. But uh, yeah, so premiering January, 2023, uh, it will start off in Osaka. That's going to run from January 7 to January 9. And then it's going to hit Tokyo from January 14 to January 24. Um, so far they have the four main cast members. So, uh, Kurum, uh, Kurumu, uh, Okamiya is Aaron. Um, uh, they did not put who is Mikasa, unless I missed that. No, just they said, no. not listed. Uh, Ito, Kanishi as Armin, and Ryo, Matsuda as Levi. Um, so... I don't know if it's going to or it's supposed to coincide with uh season four part three which also will be hitting in 2023 but yeah um, there is going to be a musical adaptation of Attack on Titan part and it is starting four. from the beginning part it is not f-
0: hmm? season four part three I thought they had finished it already
2: well it's finished but it hasn't been released. Um, they've done part one and part two, and now they're just basically looking at the very ass end of the series. Mm.
1: You know, They're going to have actors flying around in harnesses like the Spider-Man musical, aren't they?
2: I Again, I don't know. Um, Japan is really good for doing musicals and technical things like that with their shows. And being able to, to introduce things through um, new technology and projection and things like that. But I, I still wonder how they're going to do it. And um, I'm hoping that they will actually, um, I guess, show it off more than just how, uh, you know, just by bringing it to japan Mm
1: -hmm.
2: i know that most of the time they do end up streaming uh once it hits um usually tokyo once it hits tokyo they do stream it for a fee uh it's just a matter of if they are going to actually um i guess put translation to it so that everybody can view it But um, I, I will say that the actors that they have chosen are, are pretty decent looking. But then again, Japan is really good at uh, not just choosing actors that look the part, but making their actors look the part with, you know, wigs and things like that. They're, they're not above, you know, putting makeup and prosthetics to make them look more like the character. So I'm 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 looking forward to seeing exactly what they do.
0: Uh, part of me is just picturing all of them in front of Wall Maria, just doing the chorus line kick, and they're singing a parody of "Springtime for Hitler," "Springtime for the Titans." <laughs>
1: No, they're all going to be doing the Carlton Bank dance and the Colossal Titan just rises up behind them and just eats a big chunk of them.
2: I, I don't know which one of those is worse.
0: <laughs> it's, it's
2: not un, It's
0: not unusual to be eaten by anyone. Uh,
2: I'm. I'm. I'm going to play the fifth on <laughs> B. <Be eaten. laughs> That's just me, but yeah. (laughs) Anyway.
0: I know, I know. I'm moving along. I'm moving along. All right, there we go.
2: So we have a little
0: bit of controversy here, and almost every week there's some type of controversy on this show. But this one is kind of odd because science is at work, and science is correct whether you like it or not. But it seems that Amazon Japan pulls a Dr. Stone science consultant book after a prefecture designated it as harmful. This happened back in February, where Amazon Japan delisted two books and Yakuri Kiyoshu- Kiyoshitsa Ar- Arunai Rika nonfiction series. Arunai Rika stands for Impossible Science. Yakuri Kiyoshitsu Kiyoshitsu, is the name of a writer's group of science writers. They are notable for acting as consultants for the Dr. Stone manga from Volume 10 going forward. The series is well regarded by the science fiction community, having won the 49th Seiyun Award in the non-fiction category. Publisher Sansai Books 2022 catalog was also removed in this purge. The reason for this happening is that According to Totori Prefecture Law, the books were deemed harmful to youth. And because of that, Amazon Japan had to suspend all sales to prevent the book from being mail-ordered to Totori. Wow. When Sansai Books asked Amazon to relist them, Amazon Japan responded that it would only be possible if they filed them as adult books, 18+. The publisher disagreed that the books contained adult content, and the two sides were unable to reach a compromise. The books, including the e-book versions, are still unavailable as the time of the writing of this article. Sansai Books then contacted the Tatori Prefectural Government to inquire which part of the books were deemed harmful, but only received a one-page summary of Tatori's Youth Heavy Development Ordinance Review Conference in response. In later communications, the contact claimed that the decision was based on the overall content of the books as opposed to specific sections. Typically, harmful publication designations can only apply within a municipality and therefore cannot extend to sales outside the prefecture. But however, in October 2021, Totori Prefecture revised its Youth Healthy Development Ordinance in the wake of the 2020 crossbow murder case at Hyogo Prefecture. This allowed the local government to forbid online sales of bladed toys and harmful literature to youths living within the prefecture. In the past, works targeted by the Tokyo Metropolitan Government's Youth Healthy Development Ordinance have been blocked from online sales in a way that affects their distribution across the entire country. But it's unusual for local laws and other prefectures to have such a wide-reaching consequence. In an article last week recapping the saga so far, Sansai Books criticized the Tory prefectural government's lack of transparency and argued that abuse of governmental powers has troubling implications for freedom of expression. Sansai Books is still selling the publications through its, own line, through its own online store, but regrets the Amazon delistings, noting that 90% of its sales are through them. The Arunaga Igaku G10 and Arunai Kosaku G10 books provide accessible instructions on creating bombastic inventions such as medicines, electronics, and detonators using commonly sold materials. The publisher stresses that the books do not endorse pseudoscience and in fact contain sections criticizing said pseudosciences or contain any adult material. It kind of reminds me of the time when... They published the Anarchist Cookbook, and you could not get your hands on it. Bookstores refused to sell it. You could only get your hands on it at a public library, but you could not take the book out for loan.
2: Uh, Yeah, now you can find copies of it online all over the place.
0: Technology, kind of love it.
2: hmm I have a kitty.
1: Obviously, pulling it from the shelves is not going to stop people from getting their hands on it.
0: Well, at least they can, the best they can do at the time is just read it. And maybe if you're lucky, sneak away to the photocopy machine and make copies.
1: How many pages was it that they say?
0: I honestly don't know. You mean the Anarchist Cookbook or the books we just talked about?
1: The books we just talked about.
0: Yeah, I don't know. You'll have to look them up.
1: Because that's going to be a lot of paper and a lot of time.
0: But given today's technology, there's absolutely no need. You could just take pictures of each page and just save it as a PDF and just pay it forward.
1: That's probably a PDF of it floating around anyway.
0: I mean, there are ebooks, It ain't hard to convert an e-book to a PDF or, mm-hmm. a, or a Word document. And Mako mentioned something about a cat.
2: Yes, I have a Cassie.
0: Is she tolerating you?
2: Um, considering she's petting herself on my hand, yes.
0: Oh, that's adorable. Look at it this way, Cassie's not a polydactyl. You'd probably be dead where you sit.
2: That would be so cute.
0: Oh, God!
2: She would be so cute with extra toe beans. Hmm. All right. Okay, it's my turn again. Yep, it's your fandom again. It is my fandom. So, um, there has been an update on this uh, article since I uh, grabbed it, but Dragon Ball Super has edged out some other uh, members of the all-time anime film list. Wow! And is now listed at number four. Um, So, so far as of the writing of this, which was done on Sunday, uh, superheroes estimated U.S. total is thirty four million nine hundred thirty two thousand five hundred eighty two, which still trails the first two Pokemon films and Demon Slayer.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah. Um, So uh, as of Sunday. Um, And being the third weekend in North America, uh, they're looking that it brings the estimate over Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, uh, which had been at number four. So now uh, Dragon Ball Super is at number four. Um, And uh, yeah, so uh, let me see here. Two 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 two. Uh, so Dragon Ball Super Superhero is bringing in an estimated two million four hundred five thousand dollars just this past weekend, which ranks it at number nine. Mm. The update was actually that um, it by the end of Labor Day weekend, which was by the end of yesterday, it ended up hitting number ten instead of number nine.
0: Oh, okay. Uh,
2: So, it is ranking below Thor Love and Thunder, but above the re-release of Jaws.
0: Gotta like the fact that an anime film took out a Marvel film.
1: Also, I had no idea they re-released Jaws.
2: Yeah, I hadn't seen that one. Um, But it opened on over 4,000 screens in over 3,100 theaters, including those with premium offerings such as IMAX, uh, 40X, Dolby Cinema, MX4D, and D-Box. It is, um, in its first extended weekend, it earned $3.4 million on 327 IMAX screens, a record IMAX US opening for an anime film. 17% of the film's first weekend total came from IMAX screenings, and 40 came from all premier large format screenings, including IMAX. Mm. Um, Yeah, so it's actually, it's actually doing very, very well. Um, Again, it is just under the first two Pokemon films and Demon Slayer. So if it continues to go, obviously, you know, it could potentially be kicking one of those out of the ranking of top three.
0: I will Uh, say. Cool. I will say this. Dragon Ball Super, superhero, has, has one bit of an advantage over a couple of other t- anime titles that are listed, which is the pandemic. Because you have to remember, when Jujutsu Kaisen Zero and Demon Slayer Mugen Train came out, it was during the pandemic, so it was a very limited release. And even if it wasn't that limited, not a lot of people were going to the theaters due to the restrictions. And now that... Mm-hmm granted we are still in a pandemic people are so more people going to the theaters due to the restrictions are coming down which worked in its favor in a way it makes me wonder how much money those films would have brought in if it wasn't for that
2: yeah they ended up um for those uh and a lot of, say, the Marvel stuff, they had to look at um, how many people were willing to spend $30 mm-hmm. to watch it streaming those first couple of weeks, too.
0: Mm.
2: Obviously, uh, I, the only movie that I got that way, and only because I was able to download it and keep it, was uh, the third Bill & Ted movie. Um, I did not pre-order, I did not watch any film that was going to cost $30 to watch from home.
0: I thought you waited till it hit like... That's horrible. See, yeah, that's the thing. A lot, see, there are some people that were doing that. And personally, I had a problem with it. I'm already paying for a streaming service. Why the f- should I have to pay an additional $30 on top of that? Now, save for the sake of it. I have a wife. I have two kids. They all want to see this movie. Now, we go to the movies. $15 a ticket and one kid. So, that's $55 right there. Popcorn and soda. You figure that's another $15 per person. That's a hundred and some odd dollars. Yeah, when you're going to watch it
2: as a family, that's completely yeah. different. Yeah. Now, Maybe by myself, I'm not paying right. thirty dollars. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's,
0: that, that's what I'm saying. Whereas $30, everybody's at home on the couch sharing a big old tub of microwave, of like three bags of microwave
1: popcorn. But
2: yeah. You can get at the dollar store. Mm-hmm.
0: And C W yeah, says. They'll
1: probably sell that for like eight bucks at the movie theater. Yep.
0: Or, if you catch the Target brand, you can get a six-pack for $2.25. But but if you can get a six-pack for a dollar at the dollar store of the, of the sea salt variety of microwave popcorn, I'll gladly buy three boxes of that.
1: <laughs>
0: and see the says, that's why you do matinees. I miss doing matinees. Uh-huh. I miss going to the theaters at like, 11 o'clock in the morning and not getting home to 11 o'clock at night. Because after the first movie, you casually walk over to the other theater, sit down and you catch like the last 45 minutes of a film. Then you casually walk to another and you're like, you just caught the start of another film. And then I you can't go even
2: do that anymore because it's all assigned seating.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, for a while, you couldn't do
0: it because they actually had security, you know, coming through, checking people's randomly spot checking, checking people's tickets and shit, you know.
2: I think I've only done that once.
1: I mean, I also don't think I've done any of that.
0: I've done it. That's how I saw Spider-Man 2 back in the day.
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah, I think I did it once um, while I was in high school. We went to go hang out at the mall and we watched a movie and then we just never left.
0: (laughs) That's kind of cool. All right, let's get into our last story of the night and we can kind of wrap things up about USC and one piece.
1: Oh boy. The USC Trojans 2022 season opener against rice university on Saturday will feature a special halftime show themed around One Piece's Straw Hat Pirates. On Saturday, September 3rd, Trojans Marching Band will perform a three-song set that will include the theme songs We Are, New Genesis, and Over the Top. They will face Rice University's Owls in their season opener. We are proud to partner with a a world-class company like Toei Animation in promoting the One Piece film Red through an exciting live performance from the USC Trojan Marching Band. Says Drew DeHart, Vice President and General Manager of USC Sports Properties and Playfly Sports. The Trojans are fired up to join the Straw Hat crew for the season opener. Yeah, I bet they fucking are. Mm. Uh, one Piece Red opened in Japan on August 6th, ranked number one in the Japanese box office opening weekend, earned over 12 billion yen, about 86 million as of August 31st. It's 26th day in Japanese theaters. As of Sunday, the movie is topped the Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.01. God damn it, these numbers are confusing. Thrice Upon a Time as the number 10 all time highest grossing anime film in Japan. Uh, Crunchyroll will theatrically screen the film in North America, Australia, and New Zealand while well, film sells on a new character called Uta, Shanks' daughter. Uh, Kaori e. Nazuka is the speaking voice of Uta, while Otto is the character's singing voice, and also performs a theme song Shinde- <clears throat> Dai, which is New Genesis. Okay, obviously the, coll- the-, the college was paid a lot of money to put on that performance.
0: Licensing fees are a bitch mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Run- Wait,
1: I, hmm? I, like they were using the team to promote it, so, right?
0: No, that too. But you still gotta pay licensing rights as well. So,
1: uh huh. You know, money which the athletes obviously did not see a single penny of. Yeah. But that's another. That's another thing. And seriously, One Piece—that's the hill you're dying on, USC. where the hell do you think you are, Rutgers? <laughs> <they> <laughs> I mean,
0: in a way, it reminds me when I used to be in band when I was in elementary school. We actually would do the song, you know, songs like I remember like playing um, "Tequila" on a trombone. There's a part, you know, a band version of "Tequila," you know, and there is a band version of "Salt and Peppers Push It." Yeah, that was that's that, that, that song was
1: my fucking that tormented me as like in elementary, and middle school. That, that was that was of my the dream. fucking skating rinks played that constantly.
0: C W B E says they could at least do the four kids one piece theme. Actually, no! maybe that no! be part of medley. What is wrong with Yayo Yayo?
1: Every, what is right with it?
0: Look. Let me ask you. No, let me.
1: Prospects, yeah. Prospects, hearing the friggin' four kids theme played on the marching, on a marching band at about a marching band at halftime, we're like, that's it. I'm going to pit.
0: Would you rather them come out and do the One Piece medley with the U.S. theme, or when they do, we are. Vic Mignona comes out on a podium and sings the English version.
1: They, like, they probably <laughs> I, won't know who this guy is, but...
0: I'm just saying.
1: Is this the part where you hope that Bane just destroys the stadium instead?
0: No, That's the part where you flip a coin and it says you leave it to the fate, and the coin continuously flips in the air.
1: No, the coin will land on its side.
0: <laughs> or if it's a D20 and it lands on a, on a, on a side of the die that has no number.
1: <laughs> and you're just like, no, the, the how did... Do- the D20 hits the table and just disintegrates. <laughs> <laughs> this crumbles to dust like it doesn't feel so good.
0: Oh, wow. Points for huh? that. C. says... Or maybe they'll go from "We Are" to the VR Troopers theme.
1: <laughs> I I will give them credit for that. I, that is something I would not see coming. Eh, it works. I'm like, well played.
0: <clears throat> all right, now that we got that out the way, let's get into the part of the show that y'all all really enjoy more than anything else. That y'all stick around for. Meanwhile in Japan.
1: Uh. Let's see.
0: I'll take the second story.
1: Mako, which one do you want?
2: It doesn't matter to me.
1: Alright, I'll take the first one then.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm curious hey. about this shit myself.
1: Yeah, I kind of figured you would. Hmm. A Japanese monkey hunting team shoots a woman with a tranquilizer dart. On Monday afternoon, residents of Fuji City and Shizuoka Prefecture reported seeing a monkey that wandered into the area near Fujikawa Station. In response, City Hall dispatched three municipal employees and one contracted specialist, armed with tranquilizer rifles, to subdue the animal. The four monkey hunters arrived at the station shortly before three, and some of the women who had seen the monkey so she could supply them with more information. The report was cut short because while she was still at the scene, she herself was shot by a trank dart, causing her to lose consciousness. The type of dart she was shot with was about 150 mil in, in length with a 30 millimeter tip. And though the monkey hadn't managed to procure the weaponry, the weaponry on its own and launch a counteroffensive, Whoops. which would have been hilarious, <laughs> grim but hilarious. The dart lodged itself in the woman's left arm. came from the came from one of the human hunters' rifles. City officials say the woman was at the scene. The hunters were taping the barrels of the rifle, or tap taping, or taping the barrels of the rifles to prevent air leakage. And in the process, one of them accidentally pulled the trigger, and discharged charged it. The woman was taken to the hospital, where she regained consciousness roughly an hour later. But it wasn't until another hour that after she was lucid enough to properly communicate it. Mm. The dart had contained a tranquilizer dose size to subdue a 15-kilogram monkey. Thankfully, she, she suffered no injuries and was discharged that same day, but the incident still seems like something you'd see from a sketch comedy bit than an than official animal control operation. And online reactions are things like, so slaps at comedy scenarios can happen in real life. I bet the monkey was laughing at the hu- human's dumb mistake can't help laughing at this good thing it wasn't a bear-sized dose, that thing would have turned out a lot worse. And, obviously, the rookie mistake on the weapon handler parts. Because, well, that's that's basic gun safety, and this idiot was just, you know, flooding that for, for the hell of it. Whoops. Yeah. And that was like a normal woman. Like, imagine, like, someone like me getting shot with a trank rated for a Fifteen pound animal, or well, fifteen kilo animal.
0: I think you'd be
1: like, like, like that for like two and a half hours. No, I,
0: no, no, no. For something like that, for a thirty-three pound monk, I, I it would hit you. You, you be, you'd just be like, wait, what? You would just yawn and just keep going.
1: If you do find something big enough to put me down, you might not be able to get me back up. Oh, I'm just warning you. Oh, God. And if going to the dentist has taught me anything, you know, you know things that's supposed to, like, knock you out and make you lose feeling, they I, I have a resistance to them. I you hope- ever had to get teeth drilled and they were like, okay, this is like the, f-, and they were like, okay, this is the fourth dose of Novocaine. We had to shoot into your gums to get this to work.
0: It happened to me. I've gone through. It two, sucks. I've gone through two shots to novocaine because my teeth were impacted, and I think they were at the point of just jumping on the chair with their drill and just like figured they'd go to town. and I'm just like, good luck. Anywho, next up, we've all um, heard that saying, "Don't copy that floppy." but according to the Japanese government, they say otherwise. Stop using that floppy! (laughs) And they're saying, same with mini-discs as well. I kind of missed that. If you look at Wikipedia's English language entry for Taro Kono, it describes the Japanese politician as having a developed a reputation of a political maverick. So having assumed a new position this month, Japan's Minister of Digital Affairs, you might expect him to be planning to shake things up, and indeed Kono has wasted no time with a bold proposal. No more floppy disks. I just find it interesting that they misspelled disk. In a press conference held on Tuesday, Kono revealed the results of a review by Japan's digital agency, the cabinet division he heads, of policy regulations within the Japanese government. The study found that there are roughly 1,900 ordinances that require the submission of applications or storing of data to be on some sort of physical storage medium. In addition to floppy and optical discs, Kano says the study also found rules requiring use of CD-ROMs, mini-discs, and cassette tapes, prompting Kano to exasperately remark, I am not sure where people are even supposed to be able to buy floppy disks anymore, because, if I remember correctly... They stopped making floppy disks about a year, year and a half ago. These policies should be swiftly reconsidered, Kano said, lamenting how the antiquated requirements are impeding the implementation of online and cloud-based systems, and calling for revised regulations to be drafted within a year and presented to applicable government agencies for compliance. It's worth noting that the study found nearly 1,900 instances in which such physical storage media is required. They don't appear to be the sort of situations that most people are likely to encounter in their daily lives. Government offices aren't asking people to file their tax return on floppy disks or to register their car via cassette-recorded voice message. Instead, the physical media requirements seem to be primarily related to the business applications and government archiving, with business calls for modernizations on the government's part being part of what prompted the review. And also, something that's interesting, and I believe Mako-chan has brought this up a couple times on prior episodes... There's one thing about, about Japan. They're not that big on digital distribution. They're on it, but physical medium is a lot more popular. Even though physical media and stuff is a little bit more pricey, but it's what they use, it's what they go on. I had a friend who worked for Uniqlo's corporate uh, company, the corporate headquarters, and they're based out of Japan. He was telling me, It has been a pushback moving everybody into the cloud because they prefer physical medium across the board. I'm just like, wow. Hell, I'm just happy at my job. I could just load Windows 10 onto a laptop. It goes to the server, realizes it's one of ours. It pulls the configuration software. It reboots. You log in with your credentials. Go about your way. And now our last. This
1: is why you see, look. This is why the uh, scene sail Sailor move with Usagi holding up a floppy disk. I gotta tell you, I don't know anything about computers. Why it still holds up? Because I still fucking use on modern day. I'm kind of
0: <laughs> surprised it wasn't a, a flash drive instead of a floppy disk, but oh well.
1: Probably get a thumb drive, me like, and it'd be mm-hmm. like a a loop of her like, you know. Tr- stick like like jabbing at the uh, slot, not working. Turning it over, jabbing at the slot, and then just someone just turns that and just makes it into an infinite loop. That's and it's like like dumb drives in a nutshell.
0: That's kind of the story of my first work laptop at my job. I go to plug in a flash drive. I'm just like, why is it plugging in this oddly? And I turn and I look. Yeah, somebody somehow put a flash drive in a particular way where everything is, was all mashed up and shit. I was just like, how in the fresh farm. (laughs) And that and the issue with the USB-C, I just like, you know what? I'm sending it out for repair. That's fine. (laughs) And now our last story of the night out of Japan about video games. Go on. I'm
2: kind of interested in this one. Cool. It's um, kind of in the same idea as the uh, glasses that may help you to um, correct your eyesight. This is a video game that may actually help you to detect eyesight issues early. Um, So, what this is, it's called Meteor Blaster. And it's a simple smartphone browser-based shooting game developed by Sendai Television and the Tohoku University Graduate School of Medicine. It was patented last July and is hoped to help people detect early symptoms of glaucoma just from playing for five minutes. To play, you simply have to hold your smartphone about 30 centimeters, which is about a foot from your face and operate the stationary laser cannon to shoot meteoroids as they float into your crosshairs. At the same time, white dots will appear on the screen, at which time you must press the capture button for interstellar reasons that are beyond our puny terrestrial comprehension. (laughs) And then, of course, since the game is evaluating your eyesight, you have to be sure to actually use the recommended screen distance. After playing through four stages of this, Meteor Blaster then gives you a rundown of your vision in each eye. The screen is divided into 16 sections, and a score from 1 to 5 is assigned to each area, with 1 being great and 5 very bad, with regards to how well each of your eyes can detect things. Um, So if scores of 5 come out, it could be a sign of the early stages of glaucoma, and you should consult an expert. Glaucoma is damage to the optic nerves, which starts small but gets progressively worse if left undetected. It's surprisingly common in about 1 in 20 people over 40 suffering from some form of it. So, again, that is 1 in 20 people over the age of 40 suffer from a form of glaucoma. Even more frightening is that glaucoma is the leading cause of blindness in Japan, largely because people don't notice it early enough to seek treatment. So the professor who helped develop Meteor Blaster said, Glaucoma is a disease that is difficult to notice. There's an estimated 4.65 million sufferers in Japan, but roughly 90% do not go to the hospital, which... It's kind of crazy when you think about that. Hmm. If glaucoma is detected at an early age, um, at an early stage, treatment is more effective, and in many cases, blindness does not occur. By the time it becomes noticeable in your daily life, it is often too late. The game is a really great idea that costs absolutely nothing and takes up very little of your time, but can save you a great deal of grief down the road. Obviously, online commenters were very enthusiastic about the game, with some knowing all too well the silent dangers of glaucoma. Um, People tend to mistake glaucoma for loss of eyesight due to old age. Eye clinics and glasses shops should have the game in their waiting areas. Glaucoma can make you blind even if you have perfect vision. Um, I have glaucoma in one eye and can't see well. I wish I'd known of this sooner. Um, I was... (coughs) They're also surprised at the production value of the game, possibly due to the involvement of Sendai Television as its creation. A rep from the broadcaster said that they were happy to help reverse the stigma that games are bad for eyesight, and hope to de- and hope to expand it into promotion of eye health in other ways as well. Uh, That's sorry.
1: actually pretty interesting. EJ?
2: Yeah, so. You know, it's actually kind of cool as a diagnostic tool um, to be able to promote it because, I mean, let's be honest, people don't feel like going to the doctors unless they know that something is actually wrong. Mm -hmm. So being able to play a game like this and knowing, hey, you've got some fives in there, there's a pretty damn good chance that you have glaucoma and if you get, you know, checked and get it dealt with early – you might not have any issues down the line. Um, th- that's going to go over a lot well, a lot better than, yeah, you know what? You, you might. What are you doing, cat? Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, anyway, I lost my track of thought because of the cat trying to play with the arm that the microphone is on.
1: You were talking about Clauco- like the, the game that tracks glaucoma.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a, a good thing, um, especially if more games like this can be implemented. I mean, there are a lot of things that when you go and get these things checked, it is kind of like a game. Yeah. Uh, you go and get your eyes checked, there are different things that they do. When you go and get your hearing checked. Um, so if they can do something like that as some sort of game where you have to, you know, hit buttons in order to destroy things. And obviously, if you can't hear to be able to hit those buttons, you know, you may need to go and get your ears checked. Cat, what the hell? <laughs>
1: Hopefully She's not we can get an English version of it somewhere.
2: Yeah, I mean, that would be really cool. I mean, at the same time, do you really need an English version if all you're doing is hitting one button? you'd still, like, the the numbers would still come up and that's all you're really looking to get. Mm -hmm. So as long as you understand the idea behind the game and can hit those buttons and know what those buttons do, you really don't have to understand the story of it. Mm -hmm. So, you you know, if you can download that game and, you know, a lot of us, a lot of us played Japanese games Mm -hmm. where, you know, after playing for a while, you knew which buttons were, you know, continue and, you know, play and things like that. So if it's going to be something like that, you can go ahead and down that no issue as a non-Japanese speaker and be able to at least pull up these numbers so that, you know, hey, you know, uh, this may be something that I want to go get looked at. Uh So I, I don't think that you need to definitely be able to understand Japanese Uh, to be able to get in there and at least press buttons and figure out how to work it.
0: I totally get that. And you know, this reminds me of a friend of mine a few months ago, she actually had glaucoma surgery done on both her eyes. And she's no older than us.
2: Yeah. Unfortunately, there are a lot of things that can happen to your eyes, to your hearing things like that, that have nothing to do with old age. Mm -hmm. Um, There's glaucoma, there's cataracts. And again, they're very easily fixable if you catch them early. Um, Hell, even with cataracts, if you don't catch it early, they have the ability to give you a lens transplant so that you're able to see again. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, there's a lot of things like that that, you know, it, it's not an end of the world thing if you happen to get it and catch it. And it's something that is very easily fixable um, if you are willing to actually go down that route. Mm hmm.
0: Mm hmm. And now that we got that out the way, shall we go ahead and wrap up the show?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that would probably be a good thing. Yeah, I'm losing my
0: voice. I could tell. So I'll get through this as quickly and efficiently as possible. So if you like tonight's show, tell a friend. They enter and tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters, and we do this for the fun of it. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to visit our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you will find our weekly podcast, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, anime reviews, editorials, links to our YouTube page of convention videos, links to our Facebook page of cosplay coverage from said conventions, all that and a lot more at AnimeJamSession.com. And if you like the show, check out some of our older episodes they are all available on Google Podcast, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Spotify, any app that you use for downloading podcasts, just search Anime Jam Session, over 500 episodes, come through and definitely check them out. And don't forget to follow us on our social media, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, it's all Anime Jam Session. Follow us on so you know when we're going live, when we have new articles up on our site, new photos, new videos, all that, and then some. And we really appreciate your, the love and support that we're getting from this. And down below is our tip jar. There's links to our stream elements and ko-fi. So you can click on that and throw us cash if you like. Or if you want, you can donate bits. We really appreciate that. And subs- and subscribing to our page, to our channel. This is September, So, sub to us, gift sub. Save yourself a few dollars. You know, it's well worth it. So now we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. Uh,
1: I should uh, I should look into starting my, my own gym again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Last words, Mako.
2: I am going to enjoy going to bed tonight.
0: Mm. My last words, I think I'm going to crack open a bag of that fire roasted popcorn and, and enjoy the rest of the night. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And if I'm looking at the schedule correctly, Uh, Barry will be joining us next week. So it'll be fun. So I think we're going to get up and out of here. So I'm Ranma.
1: I'm Ari.
2: And I am Mako-chan.
1: Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody.
0: Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan.
2: night, Mako-chan.
0: Perfect. Awesome. She's going to be out like a light in ten minutes. I'm calling it right now. Well, that's it. We'll see you all next week, so take care of yourself and each other. of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and Vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!